Hey friends, welcome back to the Focus Richmond and Central Virginia Devotional Podcast. My name is Zeke and I work for Focus here in Charlottesville. And we're dropping a little bit of news here on a Friday morning. This is actually going to be our last episode of the podcast for a while. We're finishing up a Bible teaching series here on The Struggle is Real. And we're actually going to be finishing up the podcast as well, at least for the foreseeable future. Those of us on staff are starting to make some plans for summer programs. Those of you who are students are probably winding down, really thinking about exams and a lot of end of the year things that are going on. And between the two of those things, we're just going to hit pause on this podcast. But who knows? Stay subscribed. Maybe you'll see something pop up over the summer. We'll see. But for the time being, we're going to take a hiatus. And so we thought it would be a good idea to end with just a little note about community. That's actually what we've been talking about in our small groups this week, is the struggle with community. Yes, it's hard, but we really wanted to encourage you guys by leaving a note of why community is worth fighting through that struggle. (laughs) Why, even when people are difficult and sometimes we hurt each other, it's worth really pursuing unity. And I'm going to posit two things here. Community is important because we're made for community. We're made for friendship and community is important because our community makes us. So we're made for community, and our community makes us. I'm going to read a few verses here from John chapter 15, which is Jesus kind of saying goodbye to his disciples. He's getting ready to go to the cross, and these are some of his last words to the disciples. John 15, starting in verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends. For everything I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so, whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. So there's so much to go through in those verses, but really just highlighting those two points. The fact that we were made for community and the fact that community makes us. So that first point, we were made for community. I mean, when God creates everything in the beginning of Genesis, what does he say over and over again about it? It's good, right? But the first thing he says that isn't good was for man to be alone (laughs) because he created mankind in his image and God was not alone. God said, let us make man in our likeness. Jesus was there from the beginning. Relationship has always always existed. Community has always existed. There's never been a time when community did not exist. Let that blow your mind for just a little bit. And so Jesus, in in what he's saying to his disciples, reminds them of the importance of community. He's inviting them into this community that he already has with the Father God. He's saying, just as I have loved you, you need to love one another. I don't think it takes a lot of convincing at this point in the pandemic to say how much we all need friendship. We all are really hungry to be back in community. But even just the fact that it's built into the way that God designed us really highlights that even more. 
And, you know, you even look at the context of these verses. Jesus could have easily chosen to complete his earthly ministry all by himself. But what does he do instead? He comes and builds a small community. He invests himself with a group of friends. For three years, they lived together, ate together, celebrated together, and mourned together. You know, I really love the fact that when you look at these 12 men Jesus handpicked to follow him, they were just kind of regular guys. They were from a variety of different backgrounds, a variety of different personalities, but the thing that they had in common is that they were following Jesus together. And that's kind of what our communities look like today when we follow Jesus. And Jesus basically teaches them, you were designed to be in community with me and with the Father and with each other. That's what you were made for. But then the second kind of more subtle point is that community makes us. Community really forms who we are, and I think that's something that we don't always own up to quite as easily. Something that my pastor, when I was in college, used to say over and over again is, show me your five closest friends, and I'll show you your future. The book of Proverbs even has a verse uh, kind of like that. It says, whoever walks with the wise will become wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. You know, it's pretty easy to see how this is going to manifest itself in our own lives. Look at the people you spend the most time with. The things that they're into, the things that they're spending their time on, are probably going to be what you're spending your time on. If your five closest friends are kind of out partying every night, then chances are you're probably going to be doing that too. If your five closest friends are really going hard after Jesus, then chances are you're going to be too. And it's interesting that Jesus is reminding the disciples just before he leaves how important their commitment to each other needs to be. He's saying that they need to obey his commands if they really want to remain friends with Jesus. And that can seem like such a weighty thing. Jesus, in your ministry, you've given so many commands. But he clarifies, look, this is my command, love each other. And by doing that, you're going to go and bear fruit. I think all of us have areas of life where we want to bear fruit, right? We all have something that we'd like to become. Maybe a more patient person. Maybe somebody who's more selfless. Maybe somebody who cares more about justice. Maybe somebody who's excited to open up the Bible. What if the decision to become those things wasn't really about your own self-will, but it was really a decision about what friends you choose? We just want to encourage you guys with the summer on the horizon, school about to let out, Try to think about who your community is going to be this summer. Who are you really spending time with? What's important to them? And how can you really surround yourself with some other people who are interested in loving each other and following Jesus? And finally, let this be an encouragement to you. If you guys are finding community hard, if you're finding it hard to find people who are also following Jesus, just know that ultimately our greatest comfort from this passage is that Jesus is the ultimate friend to us. The fact that the God of the universe, Jesus himself, says, I have called you friends to the disciples and to those who will follow after him is an incredible gift. Even knowing the way that they were going to betray him, run away from him, disown him, he still called them friends. And he still invites us into that same thing too. No matter how many times we've proved ourselves unfaithful as friends, Jesus is the friend who forgives the friend who welcomes us back. And so we always have community in Jesus. And I know we've been saying this over and over again on this podcast, but we do truly hope that you remember God's love for you. And we hope that your community helps you live out that love of God 
in the world. So for all of us on staff, we just want to say thank you for listening to these devotionals. We hope they've been as much of an encouragement to you guys as they have been to those of us who have had to write them and think about them. And we hope that you guys stay in touch. We're really looking forward to seeing some of you on summer programs, whether as a student or a volunteer. And we can't wait for a time post-pandemic when we can really, truly gather in community in big numbers again. Until then, remember the love of God for you and allow the love of God to work through you. Bye, friends. Thanks for listening.